0: Welcome back to Sideline Exposure. I'm your host, Mitchell Crosson, and this is Exposure 125. It is the end of July. Fall camp is right around the corner. We've seen the media days take place. And so this episode, I'm going to drop preseason top 25. Okay, to start it off. Number one, two, and three. Alabama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three. We're not going to spend too much time talking about this. I think this is a pretty easy ranking. Most people have these three schools in their top three but not only that in this order as well i have notre dame at the fourth spot and i feel that is a little too high for the fighting irish now i do like marcus freeman i do like the new blood that notre dame has and i think they're at a point where there is new excitement around this program we've even seen it with recruiting and the way marcus freeman and his staff has been able to recruit well for the 2023 class so there's new fresh excitement around Notre Dame but when I look at the teams behind them I just don't necessarily trust them going into week one of this next college football season I have Clemson fifth and we all know the quarterback struggles that they faced there they have a good defense but if, if they can figure out the quarterback thing they'll be right back into the playoff mix and then I have Texas A&M sixth and I think most people would flip Notre Dame and A&M and put A&M at the 4th spot and take Notre Dame and put them at the 6th spot. But Texas A&M, or as I call it, Texas 8-5, and five, they consistently underperform every year. They only won 8 games last year, and that's including the win over Bama. Now, look, everyone likes to point to the fact that they pulled in the number one recruiting class for 2022, and that's great, but you have to keep in mind that those guys are going to be freshmen this year. Most aren't even going to play. If they even do play, they're going to have no impact or, at the most, very minimal impact, especially against a team like in Alabama. So while that recruiting class was great, you aren't going to see dividends pay off to A&M until two or three years down the line. So it's not so much that Notre Dame deserves that fourth spot, it's just the the uncertainty on my end when it comes to Clemson and A&M. But nonetheless, that is kind of the playoff picture, I think. If we had to put teams in it right now preseason, you have those top three, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Notre Dame is always in the mix, and then Clemson and a and I think that's pretty fair. Moving on to number seven, Utah. They did lose some guys last year, especially at linebacker, but people are still high on the Utes and they have the returning quarterback Cameron Rising who's a pretty solid collegiate quarterback and look Utah is a solid program of course they had a great year last year they smashed Oregon twice Pac-12 champ lost to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl but they made it there this is going to be a solid Utah team are they a true contender for the playoff I definitely think so we'll see what happens with them in USC and more to come on USC later but Utah people are high on Utah and I like them as well at the eight spot, that's where I have Michigan. So they've had a lot of offseason noise, replacing both coordinators, replacing their defensive end. They lost some talent to the NFL draft. And with the whole Jim Harbaugh thing, interviewing with the Minnesota Vikings job, thinking he was going to get that job and leave Michigan, there's just been a lot of noise. Now, they have their quarterbacks returning. They have Cade McNamara. They have five-star J.J. McCarthy. I do think this is the season where J.J. is going to take over. They were able to do the two-quarterback system thing throughout last year, especially at times, and it worked. They had one of the best seasons they've had in 20 years. And a lot of people have the feeling that Ohio State is coming out for blood this year, especially against Michigan. And I definitely think they are, but I'm not ready to write off Michigan in that game. It feels like everyone's just banking on the fact that it's going to be Alabama and or Ohio State just meeting each other in the national championship and of course it does feel like if it's anything short of that that it's a little bit of a failure for both teams but this michigan team is still a solid team right they finally got the monkey off their back beating ohio state so i think part of it was a mental game with them they had to find a way to win one game now they have actual confidence that they can do it again Next three spots, 9, 10, and 11, I have Oklahoma State 9, Oklahoma 10, Baylor 11. It didn't work out this way on purpose to have the three prominent Big 12 programs all grouped together, one after each other, but now they look back on it, it kind of makes sense because the Big 12 is really wide open. Oklahoma State runner-up to the Big 12 champ Baylor last year, but they do lose part of their defensive identity. Jim Knowles, who's now at Ohio State, and that hurts a little bit. And Mike Gundy runs a very good program for the Cowboys, but are they necessarily going to pull away from the pack? I don't think so. Oklahoma at 10, yes, you lose your head coach, but you replace him with the next best thing in that new hire, Brent Venables. He's a defensive guy, so it's going to be a little bit of adjustment for himself and for the Oklahoma program. They'll probably be fine, but we can't rule out the fact that, you know what, the Sooners may lose a couple games as they're still trying to get their feet underneath them a little bit especially with this new defensive identity that Brent Venables will bring and then the 11th spot Baylor, the Big 12 champ is third out of these three it was kind of a surprise last year a little bit and really Baylor has done a really, really good job of you know building up their program again after hitting a low spot I think they're going to be good I think they're going to be fine I have a little more faith in the Oklahoma program so 13th, I have Wisconsin. I like Braylon Allen. The Badgers have a good defense. We'll see if they can actually throw the ball. 14th, I have USC. Just really a lot remains to be unseen. And honestly, I'm not sure how I even feel about USC being ranked 14th here. Too high, too low. We just don't know. We think on paper they could be good, or at least their offense should be really good. But defensively, Lincoln Riley's teams are usually pretty bad. Alex Grinch, I'm not sure he has what it takes to put together a really good defense. But then again, new life, new blood. We'll see what USC can bring us this year. NC State 15th. Some people are really high on NC State. Some people actually have them in their college football playoff predictions. Not many, but I've seen some on Twitter. I think that's a little high for the Wolfpack. 16, Wake Forest. I think maybe they have some magic left. Last year, all of a sudden, they were dropping bombs on people on offense. And then 17, I have Pitt. So another little three-peat ACC team here. Pitt lost a lot of talent last year. I think they'll be okay this year. 18, I have Arkansas. I think last year they were a surprise to a lot of people. They returned some guys. People like what they can do on offense. I just, I mean, they play in the SEC, and I don't think that they're an elite team, and so I'm not going to have them in my top 10 like some people do. 19, I have Penn State. Feels a little low, to be honest with you, because Penn State is a good football program. But the whole quarterback thing, Sean Clifford is back again. He's not going to be an NFL quarterback. He's just a decent college quarterback if he can stay healthy. But he does kind of hinder Penn State's offense a little bit. They have a five-star kid behind him. He's a freshman, Drew Aller. I think we could be at a point here where Sean Clifford probably starts the season, especially on the road against Auburn. And then at some point, I do think the five-star Drew Aller does take over. Now, is it possible Penn State rolls into Auburn early on in the year and gets just absolutely crushed? And then maybe the offense was so bad, James Franklin says, You know what, Sean, thanks so much for what you've done with the program, but we're going to move forward with Drew Aller." I think that's possible. I don't know if Penn State's going to get completely crushed, though, in that game. I don't think Auburn is that good. Auburn does tend to peak every three to five years. So they are due for another peak. I just think Penn State is still decent. They still got some guys on defense. But I do think Drew Aller does take over at some point throughout the season. 20th, here is Texas. Is Texas back? I don't know. Again, kind of similar to the USC thing. It's just based off of hype right now. I think they're they're going to be... I don't want to say good. I think they're going to be okay. And it gets to a certain point with these programs where we can't just keep consistently putting them on this pedestal in the preseason just for them to fall flat on their face and let us down. Is Sark the answer for Texas? Is everybody completely sold that Steve Sarkisian is the man? I don't want to say I'm completely sold, but there's also... The factor that you have to consider, which is, well, who else are you going to get? You're not going to get Ryan Day. What do you think you can get, you know, Urban Meyer to come back out? So I think Sark is fine. Yes, he is an offensive mind, but people thought this with Tom Herman as well. And Tom Herman actually wasn't that bad. They just didn't win enough games. There were some culture questions. There were some questions surrounding recruiting as well. So there were a couple of reasons why Tom Herman left. But to me, I just don't know if I'm 100% sold that Sark is the man for the job right now. Now, I do think he's entering a very interesting time being Texas's head coach right now because in the world of NIL, name, image, and likeness is going to be a huge play, especially for the teams in the South and schools in the state of Texas because there are boosters with the Longhorns who are willing and able to spend a lot of money And get players to come to their program, especially with the NIL oil money that Texas has. I think that's going to help Sark a lot. And also, if Quinn Yours is able to live up to any of his hype, being a perfectly rated recruit, then you have what might be the best running back in the country, B. John Robinson. At least the offense should be decent. 21st BYU. Some people are fairly high on BYU, and I'm not sure I really understand the hype so I'm looking at their schedule the first three games week one South Florida and then you go Baylor and then Oregon both of those are actually on the road too and then you have Wyoming and then you have Utah State and then you roll into Vegas and play Notre Dame and then the week after that you play Arkansas so you know definitely you got what probably four ranked teams on here Maybe a couple more, but then their schedule kind of dies off. So they played Liberty, East Carolina, Boise State, Utah Tech, and Stanford. So it's kind of the gauntlet in the beginning and middle here. But could you easily see two losses on this schedule? Oh, I definitely could. And to finish it off, 22 Houston, 23 Cincinnati, 24 Iowa, and 25 LSU. Houston and Cincinnati, I like both teams i think they could both have a really solid year cincinnati just lost so much to the draft they lost nine players i think that was third when it came down to programs that had the most players drafted and they're not at a point right now where they're like in ohio state and i don't want to compare any program to a program like the buckeyes but what i'm really saying is i don't think the recruiting has been in a spot where they can just reload players rather than having to rebuild and i think they have to rebuild just a little bit Iowa 24, they're just your typical program that is always ranked in the top 25, but on that lower end, they can't move the ball on offense. That's a problem. And then 25th, LSU. Similar to USC and Texas, this is just going off of hype. But I do like Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly is still you know a top 10 coach in college football. I do think he will turn around that program a little bit. And even just the name of LSU alone, recruits like to go to LSU. There's a lot of talent down there brian's a good coach i think LSU will be fine so that was the top 25 and as a quick recap here alabama 1 ohio state 2 georgia 3 notre dame 4 clemson 5 texas a&m 6 utah 7 michigan 8 oklahoma state 9 oklahoma 10 baylor 11 oregon 12 then 13 wisconsin 14 usc 15 nc state 16 Wake Forest, 17 Pitt, 18 Arkansas, 19 Penn State, 20 Texas, 21 BYU, 22 Houston, 23 Cincinnati, 24 Iowa, and 25 LSU. That will conclude this week's episode of Silent Exposure. The plan for next week is we are really going to dive into the true contenders from each Power 5 conference, playoff contenders, if you will. Go ahead and give us a follow on our social medias at Silent Exposure on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and then at Silent Exposed on Twitter. Thank you for listening, and as always, go Bucks.